Hey, before we jump into the podcast, just want to give a quick reminder, if you're new here to the Holistic Nootropics podcast, to please just take a quick second and subscribe to the podcast. It takes literally a second to do. Just hit the subscribe button right there in your podcast player. Also, if you want to help us out, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Now, if you're more of a visual person, you like to actually watch the podcast, you can actually do that over on the Holistic Nootropics YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com, search Holistic Nootropics, You'll see our page pop up. Subscribe to that. Hit the little bell icon so you can get notified every single time new videos drop because we don't just do podcasts over there. We do product reviews. We do all kinds of nootropic and biohacking and holistic health topical videos. So go on over, check us out on the Holistic Nootropics YouTube page. And for all things nootropics, nutrition, and biohacking related, go on over to holisticnootropics.com. Okay, let's jump into the podcast. You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. My name is Eric, and today we have Dr. Neil Palvin on the podcast. Dr. Palvin is an innovative physician in the study of functional medicine, integrative sports medicine, regenerative me- uh, medicine, and osteopathic manipulation, along with uh, cranio, uh, craniosacral therapy. He works with patients to not only treat, but find the root cause of autoimmune issues, thyroid and hormone imbalances, digestive and gut disorders, and a number of inflammatory-based conditions. He's uniquely uh, He uniquely combines osteopathic manipulation and functional medicine to fast-track healing, recovery, recovery, and biomechanics to progress athleticism. He synergistically utilizes Eastern and Western medicine, lab testing and reviews, lifestyle wellness, and manual therapy to treat injuries, inflammation, helping them optimize to set them on their path quicker. Dr. Neil Palvin, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Dr. Neil, you are a doctor of osteopathy. You have a, a bustling functional medicine practice right there in New York City. I would love to know how you got involved with functional medicine and what really drew you to the style of practice that you do. Uh, combination of a couple of things. Um, first, it was that um, for myself, I found that traditional medicine wasn't the end all be all. I had a, a headaches all the time and I tried so every specialist except for like a gynecologist and I just wasn't where I wanted to be. And then I started doing things like meditation and acupuncture and osteopathic manipulation and other things like that. And I'm like, wow, I feel better. So I found there was definitely a component for patients that that works. And I love the fact that functional medicine gives me the why Sometimes in traditional medicine, we're just kind of putting band-aids on things instead of of trying to look for the why and trying to figure out what's causing certain things. And it just gives you so many more different tools to use in your toolbox. And I, um, so from all my spectrum of patients, from like anti-aging patients to patients of chronic illness, um, everybody's individual. Some patients, one they may not work for and something else works for. And, and it's, it's just it's a much better way of practicing. I find it gives me a lot of freedom. A lot more of my patients get better and more importantly, will stay better. And what is it about osteopathic medicine that um, integrates so well into the functional medicine um, spectrum? Um, it's because it's, it's the same approach. 
Um, it's a whole body approach. It's using an understanding in osteopathy. We, somebody may have back pain, but it may be related to their hamstrings or their poor posture on the computer. So it, it's that broad strokes and looking for the why. So um, it's, it's that philosophy of, again, not saying, okay, you have back pain or you have your, you have brain fog, your, your memory's off, let's just give you medicines for the brain. Let's figure, figure out why you're having those symptoms. So is it a more like bone, like structural focused um, type of medicine? Because I, I understand that there's a manipulation aspect. So I, I, I see manipulation, I think like chiropractic, that sort of thing. I mean, I do a lot of manipulation in my practice. Um, there um, posture and malalignment and muscle spasm and fascial restrictions can lead to a lot of different complaints. Um, so yeah, there it's a it's a much it's a a bone and and tendon component to the practice, and um, it definitely helps alleviate some other conditions as well. Gotcha. So. Uh, you know, one thing that excites me about talking to you today is your work in the, in the biohacking space. You know, I, I see you're a, one of these leading voices on really breaking down, you know, how to properly do biohacking and how to, you know, and, and these specific parts like nootropics and peptides and longevity and all these different things. Um, you know, what is probably in your opinion, the biggest part that people aren't doing right about biohacking. It's a lot of, there's a lot of bad information out there. There's a lot of non-doctor information out there. There's a lot of people who want to do the cool Instagram worthy stuff and don't either don't know why they're doing it or how to do it or are missing the baseline stuff of just like the simple things of like sleep, exercise, diet, mind body type things um i mean bio again biohacking is a cool term but i'd say a lot of patients and people just they they don't they, they're doing good something they heard that you should fast so they heard that you should take this supplement but they don't again they don't understand that there's a reason to do it and how to do it and again a lot of times it's kind of like i i explained to a lot of them is it's a figuring out what your goals are be kind of again you need to have that foundation which is like i mentioned is like sleep and exercise and again you can't have a house you can't put a nice roof on the house unless you have that foundation going and then starting with doing the appropriate things you don't and you don't have to go you don't have to have the highest dose or the strongest red light or anything else just start one or two or three things at the appropriate dose that's going to get you to your goals um otherwise i have patients and i have Every week I see they're coming with like 22 supplements and they're have all, some tech gadgets, but they don't, that you ask them, so why are you taking this? Well, I saw so-and-so said it, or I saw this one little, and it just kind of becomes a mishmash. And they sometimes feel don't, they're spending a lot of money and not getting where they want to go, or they're actually some case feel worse. So it's kind of like, again, I think sometimes you just have to get down to the nitty gritty and, and you can make things a lot easier for patients. And then they just see such a rapid improvement, which is really cool. Um, so I think, again, I think there's just so much data. And since right now with YouTube and Reddit and Facebook and all this other stuff that they just get so much information to, that's out there, but no, the lot, it's like kind of hurting cats at this point. Right. And yeah, I, I see a lot of the same thing too. Um, so let me come from the, from the opposite angle 
and ask you in in the biohacking space, you know, and I'm asking you because you do implement a lot of really cool things in your practice. And I highly recommend people check out your website to see the services you offer, uh, um, the different uh, therapies you offer. What is, if you had to pick one or two things, in your opinion, the most exciting thing happening in the health and wellness or biohacking space right now? Oh, wow. That's like, um, you don't have enough time on the podcast. Um, so I, I don't think it's one thing. I think it's a couple overall arcing kind of change in the paradigm type things. Um, I think one of it is the, the fact of the wearables and access to data. Again, it still comes down to how people are using that data, but I think the fact that we're not guessing any, it's a lot easier to get lab work done. You can get at home test. You can have, you can know at least a, a gauge on your sleep, but you can get a gauge on how you're working out. And then you can find those problems you may not have found before. So I think that to me is probably the biggest. Um, and I think there's some really two or three really cool supplements that are out there that are have, I mean, what I, like I said before, I think sometimes that people try to take 32 th- supplements and try to really nitpick. And I'd rather give somebody three or four supplements that are going to check off five, six, seven boxes for them. So I think that's kind of the two things that, that are really exciting right now. I mean, there's going to be tons of two technology coming out, but, um, but it's really those two things. Yeah. And what would those supplements be that, that you're, uh, you know, you're thinking are really interesting right now? I mean, my favorite one right now is spermidine. Um, it's a really great product that if you're into the anti-aging biohacking and you're into the nine pillars of aging, it hits six or seven, depending how you want to, how nitpicky you want to get. Um, and it's a pill has really no side effects to it right now, unless you have celiac disease. Um, there's studies coming out that's going to help everything from may help um, everything from fertility issues. It can heal the gut lining. It, it crosses a blood brain barrier. So it can help the brain. It induces autophagy. So it just does all those things really well. Um, other supplements I really am really liking right now are a peptide called BPC-157 and MOTC. Uh, melatonin is just exploding in terms of its ability for something so simple. I mean, the last thing I use it is for sleep um, and, so, and methylene blue. Those are probably the supplements I'm really excited about right now. Yeah, those are all uh, amazing supplements that I, I've been diving into a lot lately. Um, actually, this week specifically, I was reading a lot about BPC-157. Is this a thing you would use for somebody with gut issues? I use it all the time. I mean, it's probably if cost isn't an issue, my biggest go-to, honestly. Is and do you do that through injections, or is there like a, a pill or powder form that you like with that? No, I, I'm an injection person. I, I think, especially if you're doing some gut issues, you don't know if they're going to absorb it or break it down the right way. So I'm injection all day long. And then what are some, cause I've seen BPC 157 pairs. Well, I think it's, what is it? TB 5,000 or something like that. Um, are, are there other peptides or, or nutrients that pair well with, uh, with a BPC 157? I mean, it plays well with everything, but yeah, um, it, that's, what's great about it too. Unless you have a histamine issue, um, or a mast cell issue. Um, but it's great yeah, for inflammation and brain health. It's really good with the TB, thymosin beta four, TB 500 people call it. Um, if you're looking at gut health, it pairs well with low dose nitroxone and, and KPV, which is another peptide. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it works really well with a lot of, and depending on what you're looking to use it for, 
it, it plays well in the sandbox. And do you think peptides are something that, because it's, it's it, to me, at least it's such a new frontier of even in this functional medicine space, which is still fairly new here in the States. Um, do you think peptides are something that people should be, you know, dosing on their own or should they be seeing a specialist or practitioner for, for that? There's, I think there's too much bad information out there and on how to do it. Um, I, I mean, just the dosing and how long people take it and how they're doing it. I just think concerns me. And also a lot of these products are just not the same quality. I think people are just being ripped off to be honest. So I think I met my, I think that's the other concern I have is there's all these products that you don't know where you're getting it from. It could be out in most cases, if it's really cheap, again, you get what you pay for kind of applies here too. And if it says for research only on the bottle, that should be a red flag for some people as well. Um, or for everybody as well, that's, it's not been proven to be used in humans. I mean, sometimes there's a gray area there, but uh, that should also kind of be a red flag. So I might, I would, for the, all those reasons, I would say, try to do peptide. There's certain things you could definitely, there's certain supplements you could definitely do on your own. Peptide specifically, I, I am more in favor of go, working with a doctor who knows how to use them. And you, yeah. And you just actually answered a question that I didn't ask, which is, you know, what should somebody look out for? Are there any red flags um, with, you know, if somebody does get a, a peptide on their own um, for research only, that's certainly a, a great thing to keep in mind. Are there any others, like, are there any added ingredients or, you know, anything that you should be aware of on the bottle or sourcing or anything like that? Um, I mean, again, the one, th again, it's, that's one, again, if some, if you're getting, I mean, again, the bank, a couple of things would be, again, the concern I get all the time is how expensive peptides are. So if you're getting a peptide that you see everywhere else for $150, $125, and it's like $39.99, you kind of need to just kind of say, look, it's gotta be not, it, again, it's too good to be true. If it's not me in the United States or there's one or two good companies in Canada, be very wary of, again, because it's not the regulation in a lot of other countries. Um, those are probably the other things I would add in there. So I, I, I've seen with BPC-157 specifically, um, you know, it's touted for its pleiotropic effects. You know, it works in a lot of different places. You know, obviously it's great for gut health. I've heard it's great for healing. Um, are there any other peptides? And I'm talking like specifically for cognition. We talk a lot about, you know, mental health, cognition, um, you know, memory enhancement, focus, things like that, that are good for, uh, I'm sorry, that are good peptides for cognition, but might also have some, you know, pleiotropic effects in other parts of the body. Yeah, a lot of them do. And I kind of break it down into um, healthy brain relatively, then you're just looking for that added boost. Like, I mean, executive entrepreneurs are trying to go from like an eight to an 11 versus unfortunately somebody who's dealing with, um, a chronic illness like Lyme or mold or something like that. Cause the, the peptide sacs are a little bit different. Um, so in terms of the healthy person, um, you definitely get BBC is great for the brain. Um, you get into products like uh, C-Max and C-Lank, especially C-Max is good. It's a mild, it's not a, what I tried, um, a sledgehammer, I call it like the really strong ones, but it's definitely could be helpful. Um, C-Max can help to some degree. Someone that we, um, C-Max and C-Lank are more specific for brain and anxiety. 
while BPC again is pretty much has like a page of uses it can have besides gut health and inflammation. It boosts nitric oxide, it boosts growth hormones. So it's good for after working out, it can help with, um, increased boost serotonin. So it can help with mood. Um, so it does all, it helps seal stomach ulcers. It does all those things. It, um, GHK copper has, um, some small studies and showing that may help with, um, brain health. In a lot of anecdotal cases, it's also GHK is used for skin. It's also used again for inflammation and tendon repair. Um, the melanotans, melanotan one and two, the, the Barbie or the tanning peptides have some evidence in terms of brain health. Um, you have to understand the side effects may be that you get a tan, like for those people who are old enough, looks, you can look like the, the woman from there's something about, there's something about Mary, but they do have some brain power as well. Um, again, there's a peptide out there called cerebralicin, which is in and out in terms of the United States, how easy it is to get. That's incredibly helpful. And it's probably the most studies in terms of brain health. It's just incredibly hard to get. Um, so that's a start. I mean, then you get, again, methylene blue is not a true peptide. NED is not a true peptide, but they're usually now becoming part of those of, of the stack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot about methylene blue. I haven't tried it myself, um, but definitely one of those supplements that uh, seems to be gaining a lot of popularity in the, uh, in the biohacking and anti-aging space for sure. Oh no, it's, it's, it's got some good studies behind it in terms of again, general health, because it across the blood brain barrier and antioxidant and ATP production and the mitochondrial health, but it also now some studies showing that it helps in terms of, I mean, help with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's by decreasing inflammation, stuff like that. So it's a really great product. And, uh, uh, just one, the one caveat would be if you are on some type of antidepressant medication, definitely, again, another reason to talk to a doctor and not take it on your own and hurt yourself. Sure. Is it possible to overdo it on mitochondrial stimulation? You know, like if you're taking a methylene blue, a spermidine, you're taking NAD boosters, all these things like could, is it possible to overdo it? And, and what does that look like? Um, I'm not sure the it's. I mean, we don't know. There's no studies yet, and there's no way to really test. The answer is probably yes, and that's why. I mean, I just had a, a talk about this with a couple, a group of people, like an hour ago. Is that it, it, a lot of the, the key for all the things that we're talking about is stacking and having a plan. So yeah, like anybody who's using any type, again, and we I don't know if we're going to get into it or again another product you're hearing so much about it. We're called Senolytics or Senescence, uh, Messence for Senescence. You want to build up, and then you want to detox and clear out. So if you're doing autophagy for three months, then spermidine is great. And then you want to build back up. That's where you're going to use things like um, methylene blue. You may want to use a peptide called Matsi or Umanin or SS31. So you want to have an ebb and a flow to it. So that's number one. It's kind of the second part of the question or the first and second part of the question is, yeah, you, you don't want to just do this in perpetuity. And also you don't want to counteract, you don't want to be building up and trying to, you're trying to recycle and get rid of all the toxins and, oh wait, I'm going to also build it up. You're kind of chasing your tail a little bit. Um, in terms of side effects, I mean, again, it's hard. There's nothing proven. I mean, you may have some brain fog. You may have decreased energy. You may, your workout may deteriorate. Um, some people, I mean, again, we can do some very minimal markers through you can check levels of carnitine, CoQ10. Um, now you can check NAD levels. So you can do that and, and assess it. I'm starting to do that now. Um, you can also look at oxidative stress numbers. And if the oxidative stress numbers are going up, then you can do it. 
Um, but a lot of it is, again, just having a plan and not just throwing all these random supplements. Because, again, I, I've posted, I've blogged about it. Too much is usually not a good thing with supplements or anything that's out there in the biohacking space. Um, uh, you want to kind of, again, have a plan and, and, and do things with the reason behind it and stack and cycle. Stack and cycle should be the motto of what, everything I'm talking about today. That's actually uh, probably some of the best advice uh, I've gotten on this podcast here, which is, you know, yeah, you know, everyone tells you like, hey, you know, you could take spermidine, you could take methylene blue, you could take uh, glutathione or whatever it is, but they never tell you like how long is a good amount of time to take one of these things. And then do you implement like a washout period or switch to another kind of protocol? No, exactly. Yeah. It, it's it, it, luckily now, and again, now in the last, in the last, literally in the last 18 months, two years, so much stuff has hit the market and they all now have really cool studies. And now again, it's like herding cats. It's really like, there's first of all, there's, I mean, a lot of this doesn't have some of these products have human data. A lot of these products only have animal data, which again, um, I think it's mentioned is again, there are a lot, sometimes there's smaller studies that are hard to get done. Big studies for supplements, they're expensive to do. So it's kind of, again, knowing what's out there and, um, but it, it's going to be really, really fun. Now. Like I mentioned before, in terms of all the stuff that's coming out in the next year or two, I think the data is going to catch up with a lot of these supplements and we're going to know exactly those questions. How long do I take it? Why am I taking it for How, what works really well together and what doesn't? Um, the, I know that it's coming this pay, now it's a little bit of trial and error. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, not to get too focused on just supplements and peptides, but then, you know, there's also the element of light, right? Like there's like red light. And do you believe that's another thing that someone could do that every day in perpetuity? Or do you think people should kind of, you know, step off, you know, put the brake on a little bit with that? Um, I, there is data that doing too much of it may not be good for you. Um, again, there's a bunch of, again, I keep them, I'm sounding like a broken record. This, I mean, I know they're doing so many new studies that I'm hopefully going to come out in the next year that are going to kind of answer those questions. Um, I tell patients five days a week, 10 to 20 minutes a day, like 10 minutes on each side, like, like you're a burger, um, could be a veggie burger, whatever you want, but, um, like 10 to like 10 to 20 minutes. That's it. I mean, Again, that's the same answer. I'm going to keep saying less, more is not better. I've had people feel like they're energizer bunnies. I've had people who couldn't sleep when they did too much. So again, it's the same idea. Find that sweet spot. And we know for a lot of that, we know for sauna, we know for other things, kind of at least ballpark areas of where we should be. Mm -hmm. Do you, with red lights specifically, you know, um, and that's great advice, you know, 10 minutes on each side, um, but shining a red light on your head, you know, for something like uh, more cognitive um, growth, do you see, do you recommend that in any way, um, you know, to, to stimulate memory enhancement, mood enhancement, anything like that? That's one of the studies I was referring to and that we're going to get some data really, really soon. Um, I do it. Um, Violite is kind of one of the main products in the space. They are doing studies now on it. Um, what's different with them is they have the intranasal. They also have the little cool headset specific on certain areas of the brain. So, um, so that is looks to have some really promise to it. Um, there's also a couple of helmets that are coming out of Europe that are going to be on and Mark. And I can't think of the name is going to be off the top of my head, but that will be out soon. So the answer, the simple answer is yes. You could put 
one of the, the either wearing the helmets that are out there now, or I have the wrap, putting the wrap on the head, if, um, have been maybe helpful. Um, I think get, in, a, in a year from now, there'll be much more specific gadgets, not gadgets, but tools that we can use that are gonna be very specific to the brain. But red light for the brain is gonna be huge. Um, plus it helps grow hair. So it's a, it's a win-win there. So, um, but I think it's, it's with, but this time next year, it's going to be part of a lot of people's protocol because it's cheap and easy and it definitely work. It will almost definitely work. That's what the initial insight is showing now. Right. So transitioning to a different topic. Um, I noticed on your blog, you've, you've written, and I, and I believe you've, you've talked to some people about this, uh, antibiotic toxicity. Um, I would imagine with the amount that people get prescribed antibiotics, I was prescribed antibiotics for COVID. Um, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I, I dealt with a lot of antibiotic use, just had no idea. The doctors kept prescribing me antibiotics. Um, and I think it affected me in some way. Um, I would imagine you probably see a lot of recovering antibiotic people in your practice. You know, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on where you stand with something like antibiotic toxicity. Cause I do know they do have their place. They're not all evil, but um, I do know they do cause some problems, especially when it comes to microbiome health. Sure. Yeah. So you, again, you just opened up, we could be here all day. Um, so let me break it down to two pieces. Um, I treat a lot of patients who, I, um, who had to suffer what's called Cipro or Cipro toxicity or floxing, which is a group of medicines called fluoroquinolones. Cipro, Levoquin, Avalox are probably the three big ones out there now. They're everything from an eardrops to for urinary infections. And at least 25% of the population are really sensitive to it and have side effects from brain fog to neuropathy to all these different side effects, uh, including tendon rupture. And it's been a black box warning on medicine, I think since 16 or 17 at least. So about five to four or five years now. So that's kind of, that's one, that's a group of medicines that, I specifically deal with in terms of antibiotic, and that's, I mean, I've seen I, that I've learned how to treat patients with. I probably treat more than probably a group of five or six of us who treat a lot of the patients who unfortunately suffer with. That's one thing. That's a specific illness. Antibiotics in general, I am um, a proponent for certain things. Um, uh, depend, um, and then there's a lot of good herbals for other things. So it, it um, I think there's a, it, it, you need, again, that's why I like the fact that I can play on both sides of the fence. Um, I mean, again, I treat, I mean, a couple of quick things I kind of highlight. I have patients who have Lyme or H. pylori, which have numerous effects on both cases. Um, and I kind of break things down to the patient and say, look, um, you may get treated a little slower, but there's this herbal that are pretty close and they've been studied. And then if they understand that it may be a little bit slower, but you may not have the side effects of the antibiotic then they go for it. Um, so that there are other things. Um, example is SIBO, where there's an antibiotic called Cyfaxin, which has great studies, is minimal toxic, and it has pretty good efficacy. I'm probably going to lead towards that if the herbal doesn't work. So it's knowing the data behind it. So I'm just not, oh, God, antibiotics are bad. Should a patient be, if but it's also the flip side of, I've had patients come in for, headache, I can't, it's not a good example, but conditions where they've tried four different antibiotics and it's not working and they've destroyed their microbiome and their gut health is not good. And it may give them a little bit of brain fog. Then it's like, okay, no, no, we got to flip the paradigm here and let's try some herbals or red light or um, peptides or an IV. I mean, again, it's, so it's kind of, 
all over the place. I mean, again, I think there's definitely a place for antibiotics. I think they're overprescribed. Um, I think they, you need to understand the issues that you can have with them. I think, unfortunately, the, med the traditional medical community is very anti-supplementation or other things for the things that they're just giving antibiotics for. And I think the last thing without getting on a soapbox is unfortunately it's part of our medical culture now where doctors have like six minutes to do with the patient. It's much easier to give them an antibiotic in those six minutes than to try to figure out the cause or discuss supplements or whatever else they can do to fix the problem. So I think that it's a, it's, it's, a, again, it's a really big rabbit hole. And I think if your doctor's only giving you antibiotics and not giving you a full treatment plan, then it may be time to switch doctors if you're not happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. And even the CDC has come out and said, Hey, uh, stop prescribing so many antibiotics. It's, uh, you know, I think it's like 60 or 70% of the antibiotics prescribed in the U S are completely, um, inappropriate. And, uh, and they put that on their website and the doctors still do it, which is crazy. Um, and I all knew, I do know you work with nootropics. I'm wondering if there's any nootropics specifically that you, um, you know, you find good success with. Ah, uh, again, now that you like the big rabbit holes, I like, I love them. Um, yeah. Or, but no, I mean, there's tons. I mean, again, it's, I mean, there's, I'm trying, again, I keep going. There's a bunch. And again, I break it down. I, again, I like categorizing my patients to make sure there's so many out there and they're not cheap. And a lot of them are not obviously covered by insurance. So, I mean, again, the first really quickly, there's kind of the patients, again, the executive or the person who's just trying to go from an eight to an 11. In those cases, I mean, again, I love everything from nitric oxide to increase the blood flow to, um, I like doing some of the racetams in the right person. I love RG3, which is a ginseng nose spray. Um, Spermine, I've actually found it's been pretty helpful um, as an add-on. Um, I love, so that's kind of in those kind of patients. Um, and then and any, uh, then you have the patients who are kind of have the like brain fog, where then you get into more the patient, you want to deal with the inflammation and things like that, where you get things more like an ashwagandha rhodiola, you want to do uh, methylene blue. And then you get into the patients who kind of have what I call brain fatigue, which means they're great at eight in the morning when they're starting work by two or three, then they're kind of like slowing down. And those are the patients where A, I love red light for them. Mm -hmm. So it kind of rejuvenates them. NAD is great for them, carnitine. Um, I'm sure I'm missing a hundred different ones at this point. Um, so, I mean, the, the, there's the ones like, and I, like I mentioned, I love methylene blue for all of them. I find BBC can be very helpful for all of those types of classes. Um, I love dihexa for somebody who has some type of brain injury or like kind of illness with the brain. Dihexa is not the best for somebody who's just kind of looking for that extra boost. Um, some, again, there's a hundred, there's a hundred more that I'll probably think of when we're done. Um, totally. Kind of uh, I mean, the amino acids alone, you know, there's uh, dozens of them, you know, like, uh, like L-theanine, you mentioned carnitine, taurine, um, that serve a lot of purposes. Oh yes, I love, oh, yeah, theanine is, is great for the anxious, the person who can't sleep, whose mind is more racing. Theanine with a little bit of GABA, a little MCT or CBD is great. Um, phosphocerine is one I didn't mention, which I really is getting more and more publicity now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's great because it regulates your cortisol levels. It also may have some specific brain calming and one, two other ones that are getting there were ones gaining steam. One's just getting more news. Now one is, um, I, I need one right now. Um, the GLP one inhibitor, like, uh, things like, um, oh my God, 
uh, a Gozempic and semaglutide, which is getting for the publishing that for weight loss, I actually may have some really good cognitive benefits. Mm. Um, and the other one is actually Tadalafil, Viagra and Cialis. Um, we know they're great for working out at low doses. We also know they do have some really good cognitive effects. Um, if you don't have blood pressure issues, they're very clean, meaning they really don't have many other side effects to it. Um, so those are, um, an oxytocin is another one I love. Um, very easy to use and really minimal side effects. And men, women need to be careful just because it can simulate um, some breast tenderness and contractions because that's what it does. But that's another one that's an awesome. So again, I could, again, there's... I'm loving all the new stuff that's coming out. I just think, again, I'm, I'm trying to keep up and actually working on a, a blog post right now and all that stuff. Oh, very cool. Uh, is there a nootropics brand that you particularly like uh, or supplement brand that you particularly like? Not, not for nootropics. I don't, I'm trying to think. I, again, I, I'm going to keep giving the same answer. I get a lot of them compounded. So it's okay. not, um, I'm just trying to think if there's really a specific brand that I use. Not really, um, to be honest about it. Um, uh, no, I mean, I, I, again, I, I, it's, it's all, I get them all over. Now, the other issue, I, I don't know, I think you're based, I'm not sure if you're based in the U.S. I didn't even ask that question. Um, in the U.S., there's a, every state can get deliveries from only certain states. So it makes it, it's kind of a, uh, you kind of got to play a game to if somebody's in certain states, especially California, unfortunately, you can't ship a lot of things to it's, it's kind of a, a puzzle. Yeah. And is that the same with methylene blue? Like you get that compounded as well, or is there a brand that you particularly like? No, no, methylene. Yeah. Meth, yeah. Uh, meth, the two products I can, if you don't mind me mentioning uh, methylene blue, um, you can get a compounded. There's a good company. I think they're based out of California culture descriptions. Um, I recommend the plain one. Um, they, um, they do have a really good product and spermidine. Um, I love, uh, both primidine, which is based out of Europe. Um, they've mixed it with a probiotic, which I like because you're boosting your natural production of it. And there's a great company in the U S called spermidine life. Um, those two are kind of an NAD. I use either if you're going to get it, I either use, um, alive by science or for the, um, for the different ones and they have NAD boosters with it, which I really like, which if you do are doing NAD, make sure you're taking the boosters with it. And I use for the patches, I use a company called Archway Apothecary. And when you say boosters, you mean like the MNN, uh, NMN, NR, that sort of thing, niacin? No, well, you can do niacin. What I mean by boosters are, we know that you don't want it broken down. You want some CD38 inhibitor. So you want to use things, I can never pronounce it, a, a pigeon, uh, you want to use either mm -hmm. pigeon, fisidin, um, quercetin, uh, resveratrol, terastobin, or actually will make the entity last longer. So you're maintaining it. Some people need to take TMG with it as well. So those are the, so you, if you're NAD by itself is not as good as taking that with the booster. Okay, man. I feel like we just got into the good stuff here and, uh, I know I you got a heart out here, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, but I certainly appreciate your time, uh, Dr. Neil, if anybody would love to follow you, maybe even work with you, uh, or, or keep up with you on social media, where would you send uh, listeners and viewers to, to keep up with you online? Yeah, uh, this was fun. Um, I, I got um, What was I going to? So the best way to find me is the website is Doctor spelled out D O C T O R. My last name Paulvin P A U L V I N. Um, I also do a lot of stuff on Instagram at Doctor Paulvin, and I'm on the same on Clubhouse. I do a lot of rooms where we talk about this stuff and bring on some really cool speakers who talk about nootropics and biohacking and things like that. 
Oh man. First clubhouse shout out on the podcast. So uh, definitely go check out Dr. Neil on all those places. Uh, Dr. Neil Paulvin, thank you so much for joining me today on the Holistic Nootropics podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening. For more brain boosting info, in-depth articles and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com.